This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I am here with Krista Palo right now, and I am very excited to be able to interview you, Krista. And we met through a mutual friend um, who... I guess she had been on a guest on your blog, and are you are you two friends? I should have asked you this before. You and Jennifer. Yes. So I've actually have never met Jennifer in person. Okay. But I have known her through Heritage Makers for several years. Rock on. Okay. So just a quick history with that because um, I used to be a Heritage Makers consultant, and my friend. Jennifer and I, we went to high school together and then we did Heritage Makers together, which is basically helping people write their life stories and to put their their lives into hardbound books with photos. So we actually read them and, and revisit them and it's an amazing company. And this is why I love social media, by the way. So you and Jen are really great friends and you've never met, I mean, face to face, but you know each other, right. it feels like. And then um, she introduced me to you and um, we actually got to chat and do an interview for your blog, your podcast. And um, I've watched you through, um, you know, through your blog and through social media. And I just have been very, I feel connected. You know, you've got, we've got a similar purpose, I believe. And just, so I was like, I want to interview you for my podcast. So I'm just going to give you a little background now of Krista. And then Krista, I'm going to ask you some questions after that. Is that okay? Yeah, sounds Perfect. good. Perfect. All right. So, um, Krista, is it Palo or Palo? I should have asked you. See, this is what happens. I do know your name. I've just never asked you how to pronounce it. <laughs> You're fine. So it's Palo, like okay. Palo Alto, California. That's, okay, yeah. perfect. Krista Palo is the founder and CEO of Evolve, which is an organization dedicated to helping individuals intentionally live. I love that. Continually grow and add value to others through principles of servant leadership. It's all perfect. Live, grow, and give, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Krista completed her MBA in January of 2017, and as you're a John Maxwell certified speaker, that's so cool. Certified speaker, teacher, and coach. So Krista has been an entrepreneur since 2004, and she loves to learn. This is all the reasons why we're connected right here, Krista. Yeah. <laughs> she is passionate and enthusiastic about sharing what she has learned with other people. So evolve. The website is home to Krista's personal and professional development blog, her podcast, Real Life, Real Passion, and other free and paid resources designed to help individuals and organizations overcome obstacles and consistently reach their goals. So right there, you can already tell we've got a lot in common, and it makes me so excited. So my question for you right now, Krista, is first of all, tell us anything else you want us to know about you that I haven't covered, anything that you want to share. And then from there... um, what is it that led you to discover this passion that you have and this purpose that you've, you know, of helping other people by coaching and everything else that you do? Sure. 
So I'm a single mom. I have two boys, 11 and 13. So I'm right in the thick of it. I have a teenager officially now. So heaven help me. <laughs> have fun. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, so about three years or so ago, I had a really big transition. So I went from being married to being single. And I hadn't officially worked since uh, my youngest was born. So I was entering the workforce and my first job um, as a newly single mom was minimum wage at a bakery. Woohoo! Now the bakery was great. I probably gained 20 pounds in the six months I worked there, (laughs) but not really sustainable, not what I wanted to do forever. Um, Then I worked for a veterinarian clinic and I was so appreciative to have a job there. It was great when the bakery um, actually closed, the the owner sold it and I was out of a job and needed something. And so I got brought in onto the vet clinic as a vet tech and about mm, seven months in, I got attacked by Husky actually. And so I've got some nice little scars Oh my and then a week later, a, ta- a cat got me. So I got a big old scar on top of that. And I could just never control my anxiety after that. So I would go in and my body would just get all tense and flare up. And, you know, animals, they pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> so it just was not a, <laughs> so good a good mixture for me to be in. <laughs> wow. Um, and from there, I went to Apple Spice as a general manager. And I thought it was going to be perfect job and then life happened so i was going to school full-time single mom trying to do that um and then my mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer and it just all became too much so i quit my job as the general manager so that i could be a better mom and so that i could finish up my master's degree strong and i got a 3.9 whoop whoop rock on (laughs) And so that I could really create my own life, um, be what I wanted to be. So I didn't have to work minimum wage. I didn't have to work at a job where my kids were home alone while I was in town. And that's really how Evolve was born because I knew I didn't want to work a corporate job. My mom was a single mom and she worked 40 to 60 hour work weeks. Mm. She was gone more than she was home out of necessity because that's what she needed to do. Um, And I respect her for doing that, but you know, I didn't want to have to do that if I didn't have to. Yeah. So I decided to use my education and create a platform where I could help other people turn their lives around so that they didn't feel like they had to just go get a minimum wage job and work 60 hours a week to support their families, that there's another way to do that. So it's really the company that I needed is why wow. it was started. You created it because you needed it. So you created yeah. it for other people. That is such a great story. I had no idea about any of that. So, and this was all within three years, you said? Yeah. Okay. So I love this because it sounded like, you know, as you were talking, you were married, you had a different vision probably for your life and where it would end up. And then suddenly life happened to you. You went through an, a transition and experience and which brought on anxiety, which was more life happening to you and your job and the dogs and, you know, all of that. You're having all of these things happen to you. So was there a point, I mean, it said you you, it was just too much. So was there a point where you were able to say, 
it's time for me to take charge of my own life? Or do you remember exactly the thought process or at least generally the thought process you went through as you decided, okay, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to take charge of my life? Um, well, I think the ball started rolling um, as I became a single mom. It was, you know, the seeds were being planted. Mm-hmm. I knew that I couldn't continue the way that I had been, um, that something had to give because it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Um, and really when I was at Apple Spice and um, it just felt like everything was compounding. I could handle any one of those things, mm-hmm. but all of them together was too much. And I'm like, something's got to give. Um, and I thought about what was important to me. You know, my purpose here right now is to be a mom. That is my job. Um, the whole time that my kids are alive, that is my job. So they have to come first. And I would not ever be happy in an organization where I had to put the organization first and my kids second. Well, that place doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Have you found a place where that exists? Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, some places you have more freedom than others, but I knew that the best way for me to do that would be to, to create my own, to create your own, to create my own place. Um, so that's when the balls really got started. And then I had to think about what I was going to do. <laughs> um, and and did be- you, as you were thinking, I mean, it didn't just come to you. Okay, bam, here's what you're going to do. Right. It kind of. Did yeah, it kind of it's definitely over time. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like all at once. Um, while I was still married, I had had a little, a little blog and it was mostly recipes and it was fun and I really enjoyed it, but I could never really do it seriously. And then I got thinking, you know, I really kind of like this blog thing. Maybe I could do something to another level. Um, But I knew that I wanted something else in addition to that. I knew I wanted that to be a platform for something bigger. Um, And so my final project actually was my business plan um, (laughs) for my MBA. So um, we didn't have to do a thesis. It was actually making a business plan. So it kind of worked out that I could, you know, work on my future business while I was still in school. That was great. And I could get feedback from my instructors and I I had an idea of what I was doing and I really researched what I needed to do to be successful. And I'm still learning and there's still tons that I have to do, but it was great to have kind of my own little built-in cheerleaders (laughs) in my classmates that I could get feedback from as I'm creating it. And, you know, it's just grown and developed from then. So yeah, I launched my blog, but I knew that I needed to be more than that. So then I went and I, more education always. So I did the John Maxwell team and I love it. I love it. It is perfect for me. And you have your own uh, coaching that you do. Um, Mm -hmm. David Wood, right? That you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's amazing what having somebody working with you like that does for you. Yeah. For real. So surrounding yourself with people that support you mm -hmm. is very key, right? So this is cool to me. So I, um, yeah, I started coaching with David Wood and I've had, you know, different coaches, Kim Addis, Cassandra Yancey along the way. And through that, I've developed my own coaching modality, which is called the voice method. And we talked about that before. So, um, everything you're saying is just fitting right in with it. So you, like you said, it didn't just, um, you didn't just all of a sudden go, Oh, I got to change the way I'm thinking. You had already started 
you know, you felt stuff changing. You, you already had this thought inside of you. And so you um, got clear on your core values, which is the V. You got clear on your core values. What is important to me? And that's being a mom. So you made sure everything that you did was evolving or revolving around that, right? And then Mm -hmm. you also tapped into the other part of you, which is the value of you and knowing that I have passions and I have desires and it's okay for me to enjoy what I do. It's not only okay, but it's pretty much essential. You know, if you want to be a good influence Mm -hmm. on your kids and on people around you, you've got to enjoy what you do. So digging into your passion, which I believe is a little whispering saying, yep, that's your path. Yep, that's your path. Because you like it. So you found that, oh yeah, I liked blogging. What can I do with that? And then O is openness. You're open to the inspiration that you felt like I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to go bigger. Why don't I use my education to create, you know? And so it's just this opening. And then you got into action. That's the final thing. Because we can feel these things. Mm. I can feel I love, you know, blogging. And oh, but I can't do that because right now I got to get to work. I'll blog later when whatever mom job never ends. Right. So you didn't do that. You actually got into action and you mixed your inspiration with your action and your core values at all. And then you just all started to evolve, which I love the name of your company. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, to point out how that works and then surrounding yourself with people. Like you said, you had your own cheerleaders and we can all do that, you know, in all kinds of things, finding people that support us and lift us up and that are going to keep us going even when it gets hard, maybe. So, um, I don't know what that, did you have any, um, ahas maybe that went with that or anything you wanted to add as far as like that process? Like, did you also before it all, like, well, how was your self worth? Like, did you already do things for yourself that made you feel good? And where did that start to? Oh, that's a whole new can of worms, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And you can share as much or a little as you want. I'm all about vulnerability. So. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, well, getting really vulnerable here, I was very, very depressed and not very um, anxious for a long time. Um, yeah, it was it was really bad. I mean, it was to the point where even my anxiety and depression medicine was not helpful. Um, it was really, really bad. Um, which is night day from who I and yeah. I mean, I still have my moments. I think we all get discouraged and I think we all yeah. still have those little slumps, but and I, mean, I believe that's was, very important to let people know too. So thank you for sharing that. It doesn't just all of a sudden go, Oh, life is peaches and cream from here on out, right? Life still happens. But anyway, sorry, I wanted to point that out. Cause that's amazing. Thank you. No, 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 you're fine. So, um, it's really hard because when you're in that space, you tend to go, inside instead of go out to get help. Um, I did get help, which was instrumental um, in where I am now because it was through other people that I could see my own self-worth. I couldn't see that on my own, Mm -hmm. at least not then. Um, Over time, I was able to get there, but I couldn't get it then. Um, I needed to completely change my environment. um, And it took consistency. And I think this is one of my favorite concepts is consistency. It's small and simple things repeated over time that builds and builds and actually makes a difference. I can go and eat the most healthy meal in the entire world for lunch, and I'm not going to lose 10 pounds by dinner. It's just not going to happen. It takes consistently eating healthy over time to make a difference. Same thing, like I can go eat, you know, a quart of ice cream tonight and not be 
10 pounds fatter tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, it's probably going to have ramifications of its own, but the same concept just for the visual in your brain there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was those people telling me I had value. It was those people pointing out the good things in me that they appreciated and that they saw. I couldn't have done it alone. Um, and I loved when you said earlier that, you know, I had my cheerleaders. But I think the cheerleaders are more critical when you are in those down places. You know, everybody can jump on when you're doing well. Yay! Yeah, right. But I think it's that true testimony of um, friendship and support when you're really not in a good place and there's people there that are willing to help you. Um, and those were the people, honestly, that helped me get to where I am. There's no way I would be here without um, this love and support from friends and family and people who took a chance on me and wanted me to succeed. Nice. People who have earned your trust, yeah. Brene yeah. Brown talks about, you know, vulnerability is, um, it's important. And it's not something that we just share and, you know, <laughs> with everybody. People have to earn the right to be that for us. And we, in turn, you know, earn the right for that for us to be that for them as well so it's um yeah it's surrounding yourself with people and and being willing to risk because if you had the support system but you still stayed in st- inside and weren't willing to reach out then that safety will never be established you could have the safest um or the most secure anchors around but if you don't latch your boat to it you're gonna you know you're not gonna be stable so right. that's amazing and um that also brings up the whole idea of connection. So that's the other thing that I've discovered. I, I had wanted to be, I loved people. I always have loved people and I love to watch from the outside. And then I started to realize that I was watching from the outside. And for a while, I'm like, that's great. I'll just be invisible. This is perfect, you know. But then uh, without connection, we die. Neurons in our brain, even if they aren't networking with other neurons, it's apoptosis and they just wither away and die. Same with human beings. And so the, that ability and that willingness to reach out and ask for help is so key. That's really incredible. Um, and like you said, they can be your cheerleaders. So my question for you too, one of the things that I finally, it was like an aha, like, wow, I could use the nice things that my support system says about me, all those value building affirmations in place of the negative chatter that I always listen to instead that's in my own head. Was there a point that you um, didn't believe the things that people said? And then how did you allow what they said to actually sink in and become actual real cheerleading instead of, I would look at it as you're mocking me and it made it worse, you know? And finally I was like, hmm, maybe they're not lying and maybe this voice does lie, you know? I think that's a really, really good point. you know, and I just visual in my head Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. you know. So depending on where you are in that spectrum, that feedback can be counterproductive. So for a long time, because my basic needs were not being met, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't mm-hmm. hear what they were saying. It took me taking some proactive steps before I could even hear what they were saying. Um, and honestly, a big part of that was my church. Um, for three years when I lived in Virginia, I was president of our young women's group and they have a program. It's kind of like the, um, not arrow of light, um, the Eagle Scout for the boys, you know, for the girls, it's called personal progress. And you, you walk through and it's this whole booklet and it takes hours, 
hours and hours. And I had never done it as a teenager. So I took the opportunity as the leader to do it with my girls. And that was instrumental. If I could pinpoint one thing that turned my life around, it was this process of going through the personal progress book. And you go through 12 values, faith, divine nature, individual worth, knowledge, choice and accountability, good work, integrity, and virtue. virtue. <laughs> they added that last one. They did. And it was that process that got me from that bottom step up enough that I could hear what other people were saying. But I had to make some work. I have to have my basic needs build up before I could even hear what was being said. That's amazing. It's the small and simple things repeated over and over and over again. Another mm-hmm. way to say that is mastering the mundane. So do I'm, I'm familiar with the personal progress program and it can seem very mundane. Like I have to read this and then I have to journal about it and then I have to talk to someone about it. You know, so you're having these conversations, but you're beginning to change your thought processes. A lot of times, you know, I hear in um, the personal development world, you know, do this for 30 days. And a lot of times I think because of the world we live in, maybe we're such a, you know, a success and achieving type society that it's like, okay, I'm going to do this for 30 days and then I'm going to check it off my list and then I don't have to do it anymore. And that's where the disconnect happens, right? We get on a roll, but we haven't created habits yet. We haven't created new, you know, I'm 46. If I've been building these negative neural pathways for 46 years and then 30 days I do something positive, those 46 year old ones are still stronger, right? So I love that. And having an, a program that you were committed to, that you were attached to, you had a support group and just happened to be the leader. So why not be an example? That's a plus, right? right. So creating, and I love too how, you know, you created your business around, like you said, I created the company I needed and realizing that we're not the only ones that need something. We're not the only ones that are having this and realizing that we, the more open we are and the more willing we are to include other people in our, in our journey, in our, in our growth, whatever, um, the more people we can relate to because other people are looking and the ones who are willing to stand out. So leaders go first and wow, you're an amazing leader. That's really awesome. (laughs) It's really great. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I'm just really excited about this whole conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I could go on and on, but I'm going to turn it over um, to you. Yeah. As far as like that, I think was the pivotal, that was the turning point. And then everything just built from there. Um, My tagline is live, grow, give. And it's based on the premise that we have to be intentional about our lives. We have to actively live. We have to take that action. Paul Martinelli says, jump and build your wings on the way down. Mm -hmm. You you have to take that action. Um, And then the second part, grow. You have to continually grow. It's not a destination. We don't get to do that check mark. Like, oh, I've grown, done. No. It's it's (laughs) progress. It's, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt died with a book under his pillow. Like, this is a never-ending cycle. That's cool. I did not know that, but I like him even more now. (laughs) That's cool. Um, And then the last one is give. I really love this concept of servant leadership. Um, Givers gain. The more you give, the more you get. And it's even more than just the getting part. Like, there's really no words. I mean, do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know where yeah. I'm getting. The law of compensation. You know, um, Jim Rohn um, compares this to the Bible and Jesus Christ. And he's like, the greatest of all was the servant of many or of most, you know, of all. 
So that's exactly it. In order to receive, the giving has to happen. Again, it's that connection. And that's, I have chills. Just, I thank you for mentioning that because it does. And we can't explain it. It's like so counterintuitive to, I think, the way human beings are programmed to see things. But the more we test it, the more we step into it and, and receive, then there's no way we can deny what's happening, right? Right. I love how you brought up that analogy. It just reminded me. Um, so live, grow, give is based off of three concepts in the in the scriptures, faith, hope, and charity. Mm. Nice. Can't go wrong with that, right? No. <laughs> so, but there's three parts of faith. So first you have to believe, and then you have to take action, and then comes the confirmation mm. of faith. So without the action, you can never have the confirmation. So it's one thing to believe, but until you take that second part, you never get confirmation of the faith to begin with. And so that's why I think it's so important that we're intentional about what, what we do with our lives. Otherwise, it's just going to pass on by. Mm-hmm. So if you're not actively making your decisions, somebody else or something else is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the key. And then everything builds off that. If you're intentional, with your life, then you're going to want to continually grow. You're going to want to reach your potential. You're going to want to, and then from there, you're going to just naturally give. You're going to, ah, oh, I've learned this great thing. Let me share it with you. Let me bring you along. I don't want to leave my light inside me. I want to share it. We're not supposed to hide it. Right. You know, they say it's like a city on a hill. And I used to think, oh, my candle, it's, it's, let's lit, you know, but it's like more than a candle. It's a city on a hill. Right. And that's a big light you, you're driving. I live in St. George and we drive like for an hour and a half in the desert of nothing. And all of a sudden there's Las Vegas. It's this huge city, all these lights. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be. You know, I think even more <laughs> than Las Vegas. Um, I love that. And I am that confirmation that comes from faith. I've called that the feeling on the other side of fear. And I've become addicted to that feeling. Do you, do you agree? Like once you feel oh, it, yeah. you're like, oh, I've got to have that again. <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing. And then I also, um, I, I call it cause you said you can't, you can learn something and you can believe something, but until you act on it, it's just head knowledge, but the action, the confirmation turns it into heart knowledge. Then it becomes a part of your DNA mm-hmm. is anyways, it's just more ways to explain the same thing, but it's so true. And I love hearing same ideas and same um, findings coming from everyone that I talk to, because to me that just proves more and more how the truth of these concepts. Faith, mm-hmm. faith, hope, and charity, I think, are probably the most true concepts, and if we can build our lives off of that, right? Amazing. Absolutely. Cool. I have one last question, and I did not tell you about this in advance. I just think it's fun. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just a simple question. It's one of those, like, rapid fire things only it's one question um so i have always felt like there are more good people in the world there are more good things going on but we hear so much about the negative stuff that um it doesn't seem that way and it can be scary and then i realized i think the people the good people and the good things we're just being so quiet about it because we like to serve we like to be anonymous you know just shh I think the more people that speak up about the goodness of their own hearts and the goodness that they see around them, the louder that voice will become and the more hope we can create in our world. And there was a song, my favorite singer of all time is Anne Marie. And she had a song in the eighties called the little good news. And so I always wanted to like have a newspaper or something called the little good news. I'm like, I'm just going to tack it onto the end of my podcast. So Krista, what is some good news in your corner of the world that you would like to share with everyone? 
Good news. Well, first, I just have to say, I totally had this visual of ripples when you were sharing that, you know, like one good deed just causes all of these ripples throughout the world. And even if you don't think you see them, if you look for them, they're totally there. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, so that just... I love that. Yeah. I'm off in my own little visual land right now. <laughs> they call that the butterfly effect, right? The butterfly yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I think my biggest thing right now is I've been working very closely with a good friend, Michelle Zollinger Tams, and she um, just finished her first book. And I kind of helped her take it from, I mean, I can't take credit for the what's in the book at all but I helped her go through the process and get it actually into a book get it published and get it out there and this process has been huge for me and you know she could tell you her own story but watching somebody like get a taste of their potential Mm. is amazing and she has the best intentions And she only wants to share her light and watching her shine has been amazing. And the more that she's doing, the more lives can be affected. And I feel like I can maybe kind of take a tiny little bit (laughs) of credit. Maybe I was just an instigator so that she could drop her pebble in the water and start the ripple effect. Maybe you put the pebble in her hand or pointed it out to her or whatever. But yeah, a huge part of that, a small huge part. And that, wow, I can see as you're sharing. So everybody's just listening, not watching, but your face lit up as you told that story. And so you can see it. That's the way it works. That, that glow. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Anything else? Did I cut you off? Did you have something else you wanted to add about that? Well, no, I just, and it just keeps going from that. So anybody that picks up her story and reads about Lucy, the box and the dragon and holding true to your own true North, I mean, they're going to feel that light and then they're going to do something to share their own light. And I just, I love that concept. And there is more good to the world, especially right now with the Light Your World campaign. Oh, Mm. heavens. It's amazing what we can do with small and simple, consistent acts of service. We really can change the world. And I believe that with all my heart. Wow. Me too. Wow. Well, my heart is full. Thank you so much for this time. And I knew I was going to enjoy this interview, but I had no idea what was in store. So thank you so much for blessing my life today and and casting a little pebble in my pond. That was really beautiful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.